Hey mama, is the number one dream in your heart to have more time to be present with your kids? Do you wish you could be present enough to help create and instill godly character? Yet you are so busy with work, drowning in the to-dos, the laundry, and the carpool lines. Hi, I'm Michelle, a mom to three energetic kids, wife to an amazing guy, and daughter of the king. For years, I tried to manage my home while struggling to still have time to pour into my kids. The guilt was overwhelming, and the to-do list just kept growing, and I was completely overwhelmed and stressed until I realized that I could create systems in my life and my motherhood that would change everything. In this podcast, you will learn time management, batching, habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey friends, I'm super excited to talk to you today. We're going to be talking about how to take the stress out of Christmas. So my top 10 tricks about Christmas and how to take the stress out of it. So definitely buckle up. There is a lot of information in this episode and I hope you enjoy it. So here we go. As we all know, Christmas is such a magical time, but it can be stressful too, right? There's so much expectation of getting everything right and making your house look Pinterest perfect, getting the most amazing gift for all the people. And you already have a lot on your plate between finishing year-end projects for work, maybe preparing for the next year and goal setting, um, the next quarter that's coming up, driving kids across the planet, really across the planet, attending sports games and school performances and Christmas plays, buying gifts for friends and family and teachers and all the other people that might be in your life that you might have forgotten a gift for, right? preparing or bringing items to holiday parties, decorating your house inside, putting up lights outside, buying Christmas trees, putting them up, wrapping gifts. And this is just the short list, right? I feel like this is the short list. Like we're just, we're like constantly on the go. So how do we take the stress and the craziness out of Christmas? Today, we're going to be talking about my top 10 easy tricks to taking the stress out of Christmas. So definitely listen up and I would love you to grab a notebook or a piece of paper where you can dive in. Just a reminder before we get started, we are celebrating our 300th episode by a huge prize that is coming your way a personalized one-on-one coaching session. We're going to work through all the things in your week and kind of figure out any roadblocks that you have as far as time management and organization and talk through those. I'm super excited for whoever wins. I'm so excited that I'm going to give out three coaching sessions. Three coaching sessions, they're each 30 minutes and they're totally free just for you. They're totally free. So just leave a review for the show, follow the show 
or share it with a friend. Those are the three ways you get entered to win. Take a screenshot of each of those actions that you're taking and then send it to me at contact at birdmichelle.com. B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. And I would love to connect with you. I read every email. I'm super excited. So send these in. I can't wait to connect with you and do a special coaching session. Just you and I, right? We're going to hang out and hash out all the things in your schedule. So don't forget to enter. It's one week that you have to get this in. So next week is the deadline. So shoot me an email ASAP. It takes at least two minutes to do any of these one actions, maybe one. All right. Super excited. Make sure you remember and enter to win. Each year, I have to say, I try to do more and more before Christmas and just to get ready for the season. And I still feel behind. Do you know this feeling when you're finally like get through your emails and then you're looking through all the emails and you find a school party email that you forgot to sign up to bring something for, and then you feel awful, or maybe there's an invitation for a past social event or a party that you were invited to that you would have loved to go to, but totally forgot about, or maybe there's an event that you forgot. Oh, me too, my friend. Me too. I just went through a bunch of emails yesterday and I found one for one of my son's classes and it was like, a Christmas party is next week and bring a book and a gift. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't miss this yet. <laughs> and we're not, we're not all the way too far gone that we found this email in the midst of the bottom of the email pile. So good news. I haven't missed it, but those things might happen soon. So how do you keep on track of all these things without being glued to your phone and your email What are some practical tips that can help you be less stressed out this Christmas and really to take a deep breath and enjoy it? And I think as our kids get older, I feel like the hamster wheel just keeps turning a little bit faster. They are older, so they have more activities that they're involved with. They have more responsibilities. They have more schoolwork. They have finals. We're not in this spot yet, but When you are applying to colleges, oftentimes you have early admission, which is November 1st, we found out. We're not to that stage yet. Or you could finish it in December and usually January 1st is like the second early enrollment time. So you could be finishing a bunch of applications for college over this busy season as well. So as your children get older, as I said, the hamster wheel just keeps moving a little bit faster. So how do we just slow things down, take out the craziness? And what are some practical tips? Like really practical things, then <laughs> things that we need to know that will actually help us in our day to day, week to week, hour to hour living, right? All right. Get out that notepad and start to write things down. If you're in the car, you might want to just replay this so that you can get it in your brain. Or as I love to take notes when I'm Usually when I'm doing the laundry and I have my phone near me, I will start a note section as I'm listening to a podcast and then just write down the episode number, maybe the title, and then any notes about it so that I can always go back and look at it. Then also in that note section, it's not an extra piece of paper that's lying around the house. I know where it is. I can copy it. I can send it to people. I can print it. I can email it to myself. All the things. Let's get started. Enough dilly-dallying. Okay. Number one is to decorate early. 
Now, this I've already talked about. I love to decorate before Thanksgiving (laughs) because we're always gone over Thanksgiving. So I love to decorate beforehand so that I come back and my house is ready to go. I don't have to think about decorating. Now, one of the things that really helps with decorating and why I bring this up now, even though your house might already be or probably is decorated for Christmas, is when you are putting things away for the next year, you're packing them up it is super important to be organized. The more organized that you can be when packing up your Christmas stuff for next year will make it that much easier next year when you go to decorate. So for me, I use plastic bags that are probably way too old, but I use a plastic bag and I take all the stuff that maybe is on the mantle and take all that and put it in one bag, one plastic bag. And then I put in a note card that says, what things went where and how I decorate it so that I don't even have to think about, oh, in this bag for the mantle, I have some candles and I have an ornament and I have these other things. Where did I put them last year? How did I arrange this? So I put a note card in with either a picture or just words of saying, this goes here, this goes where. So usually the note card will say where it goes, like this is the stuff for the mantle. And then it has a picture or has like these items on this side, these items on this side, this is how I decorated it. So I take all those things and it really is just mostly a one-time setup because you're like, okay, these are all the things that go on the mantle. They all go in a bag. I write them down with a note card and then I just like tie up the bag and put it in a clear box. We keep all of our Christmas stuff in big clear bins. And so that's where it goes. And then on the outside of the bin, sometimes I label it, but at this point, that's not really that important. It's more important what is in the bin that is labeled usually. So that is how I organize things for Christmas so that when I go to decorate, it doesn't take me that long because I pull out a bag and I say, oh, this is the stuff that goes in the bathroom. These are all the hand towels that go in the bathroom. This is the lighted candle that goes in the bathroom. This is the cute little sign that goes in the bathroom to decorate. And these are all the things that go in the bathroom. They go this spot, blah, blah, blah. Also, I do not decorate much upstairs. I only decorate in the areas we are in all the time. So that's like kitchen, living room. I decorate our bathroom and downstairs dining room, but that's about it. There's also throw pillows, you know, that are around and that kind of thing to make it cozy, but I don't really decorate our office. Oh, I do take the back. Sometimes I decorate the mantle, but we've kind of moved things. So there's not as much room in there. So I've stopped decorating that room. I don't decorate our back guest room. I don't really decorate upstairs. As I said, our master bedroom or anything like that. Sometimes the kids like to decorate their room. So we have some fun things that they can use to decorate their rooms. They have a little tree and that kind of thing. Cool, cool. But yeah, we have minimized a lot of the decorations. So A lot of the decorations are in the parts of the house that we're in all the time. And a lot of it is the tree, I have to say. The tree, the mantle, the stockings. We have a spot in our kitchen that has like a desk and cabinets on one whole wall. And so I decorate all up there. It's kind of like a mantle, like a big, long, flat spot. And so I just choose those places that I want to decorate. And then the house feels totally like Christmas, even though... I haven't decorated everything. So there you go. Do that and decorate early, but definitely make sure when you put your stuff away that you 
organize it. So it's super easy when you get it out. Number two is know when to stop decorating. Now, this is an important one. For example, we have a lot of decorations that go outside. We have lots of lights and lots of trees that we put lights on. We have three big blow up dragons. We have a neighborhood Christmas tree that goes up. But every year we've kind of started getting rid of one or two outside items because we've had a a snowman that was a giant snowman, but he died. So he's gone. We had presents outside that were like underneath a Christmas tree. They died. They're gone. And we just haven't replaced them, which is kind of nice. Well, I'm finding that the big giant blow up inflatables are my new best friend. They're super easy to put up. They don't take up much room as far as packing. They're really small. And so that's a big win that they're easy to put up and they're easy to pack back away. But those other big items, you know, like lawn ornaments or we have a deer, as I said, he takes up a lot of room. His box is big. So once the deer dies, we'll probably will not get another deer. But (laughs) so make sure that in this whole season, what I'm trying to say is that you know when to stop decorating. As I said, we have a lot of things. And so sometimes we have stuff we just haven't even put out yet. We get too tired because we've already done two rounds of putting out things outside. This usually happens in a couple rounds. So we put out lights and then maybe the second time we put out other stuff that we forgot on extra trees or extra lights or the fence. So (laughs) the point is just to know, you know what? We don't have to put everything out. And maybe there's some things that you can give away that you didn't use. Uh, I find that inside as well as outside. So sometimes there's things that, you know what? I've taken this out of the box of Christmas decorations for the last couple of years. I really don't have anywhere to put it. Our house has changed or we have different furniture or the place I used to put it. I don't put it there anymore or it's just old. It's outdated. So give it away. Get rid of it. If you're not using it in your normal Christmas rotation, it's one less thing you have to manage and take care of. Get rid of it. Give it to somebody who can use it. (laughs) All right. Number three, decide on gifts early and purchase them. Now I have to say, I love Amazon. I think we're now new best friends and I get super excited when the Amazon truck comes down the street because I can just order things very quickly on my phone and they show up, which is lovely. My husband is a procrastinator, so it makes it tricky to connect and buy gifts because sometimes he's It takes forever to like talk through, okay, what kind of things do you want to get? So we started that conversation so much earlier this year. And I have to say, it took a a lot of stress on me because usually we wait till the last minute and then I don't know what to get people. And we haven't talked through it. And then it's kind of like, I don't know what to get people. And he doesn't know either. And so then we have to think about it. And by that time, it's like getting closer to Christmas. So this year we talked about it over Thanksgiving which was awesome. He probably did not want to talk about it and did not think it was that awesome. But I thought it was amazing because I got a lot of things, a lot of gifts that were great gifts that were on sale. So I loved it. So my goal was to get all the gifts, get everything done. We still have more things to get, but to get all that stuff early makes your life so much better. And I found it's awesome. I love looking on YouTube videos to find some fun gift ideas. I love But First Coffee. 
It's a mom, Callie, and she has so many good practical tips for moms of like really awesome stuff that your kids will use. I love just listening to other podcasts or other moms or other suggested things. So everybody on YouTube has different lists of Christmas items or lists or something like that. So you can always find different ideas for Christmas. But yeah, I found that deciding on gifts early really is helpful. Number four, make a list. Don't get everybody a gift. Maybe you can make cookies for the neighbors. Maybe you can re-gift some items that you have for a friend. Maybe you want to do a gift exchange with extended family. So I think it's really important to just check in with extended family. And just because you've been giving gifts every year and exchanging gifts, some people that's not their love language. Maybe that's a lot of effort for them and a lot of effort for you. And you both would be less stressed out if you decided, you know what, when we see each other next time, we're going to go out for an amazing dinner, or we're going to all go to Knott's Berry Farm, or we're all going to do this special thing together instead. Or maybe we'll go shopping when we get together and that will be a gift for each person. So talk about this with your extended family. I know that might be difficult, but we started doing a gift exchange, I think several years back, and it's really helpful. (laughs) There's a lot of extended family that we don't really know what they want or what kind of things they need, but buying one gift for that extended family member is super helpful because then you're like, okay, I have this one person. I need to get them a gift. What would they love? And you can kind of make sure that you get them something amazing or something that you think they would love and then be done. And you don't have to try to think of, and then the next person. So check on (laughs) just gift giving. And if you can maybe do an exchange or a swap, but don't think that you need to get a gift for every single person in your life. So just make it a little bit easier. Number five, make it easy. What can you take off your plate? What kind of things can you make easy? Is it that you just have a charcuterie board for dinner each night? Or is it that your kids have pizza a couple extra nights in the week? Or is it that you just veg and like watch some fun TV when you get home? What kind of things can just make it easier? And what kind of things can you just take off your plate? So don't stress about stuff. Try to just let yourself have a little bit of extra grace. Be kind to yourself. It's just what I'm saying. Make it easy. Also with making it a little bit easier, you want to also check in with your family and your kids. What kind of things do they really want to do? And what kind of things do they want to skip? I think a lot of times we can do family traditions over and over and over again. And then we can not even recognize that those family traditions are ones that we don't need to do anymore. Our kids don't really like doing them. We don't really like doing them, but we're just doing them. So for example, we, I asked our kiddos, what do you really want to do over this Christmas season? And they were quite funny. One of them wrote out a whole list and he was very detailed. The other ones kind of looked at me and like groaned and then told me they wanted to watch movies, watch YouTube, eat snacks and play video games which really is no different than what we do right now. So I was like, and how is that different Christmas-wise? Eating snacks, playing video games, watching movies, watching YouTube. 
No, not different. But that's what they wanted to do. So they didn't really care about all the other stuff. What they do want to do is kind of, they want to decorate our tree. We love to decorate our tree and watch White Christmas at the same time. Since we've seen it so many times, it doesn't feel like you're missing anything as you're decorating the tree. And it's kind of nice to just have in the background. We love to go to Bethlehem AD, which is a live nativity set that a church near us puts on. And it is incredible. Incredible. There are thousands of people that go, I think. But they have wise men. They have a camel. They have a guy who usually is doing something with fire. They have a whole town of Bethlehem. They have Roman guards that are walking around. They have angels. They have real sheep. They, of course, have Jesus and Mary and Joseph, and it's often a real, it's a real baby. So it's super cool to go. So we love doing that. It's this next weekend. So super exciting. We also love doing like the fantasy of lights going and drive. It's an area we can drive around and look at lights, or maybe you like to walk around and look at lights. So find out what kind of things your kids really want to do because it changes every year. So make it easy on yourself. Take out stuff that might be caroling. Our kids really don't want to go caroling. They don't care about it. They don't want to go ice skating. They don't care about ice skating. They have other traditions that they just don't care about. So make it easy on yourself and figure out what you can kind of say no to. All right. Number six. I know this is like a long list, right? But it's fun. Number six, do the fun things when the kids are out of school. So I've heard it said that Christmas tide or kind of Yuletide time is from Christmas day until New Year's. And that's the time you're supposed to be celebrating and excited about Jesus's birth. It's like if somebody has a birthday party and then you're like celebrating their birthday for three or four weeks or three or four days. But it's that season of the calendar that you're supposed to celebrate. And I got super excited because I realized I don't have to stress about trying to make cookies and do all the fun things and watch movies and go see Christmas lights and do all those while we're also trying to do all the normal stuff of life and be in school and do finals and drive around to a hundred different sports games. So we could save all those really fun family things that we still want to do, but we could do them later. We don't have to do them before Christmas, that it's not too late to do them after Christmas. And really that's the time that is set aside to do those. So make sure that you take a deep breath and write down the things you really want to do once the kids are out of school. Once you have that week in between where you're all hanging around at home, maybe that's the week that you take that you want to watch fun movies and you want to make cookies and you want to create gingerbread houses, which our kids also love to do. They take all their Halloween candy and then all the gingerbread candy that comes with the gingerbread house. It's a kit that you just make and they design like a gingerbread mansion. I'll have to take pictures of it and post it on our Facebook group because it's incredible. They make like a candy yard and like swimming pools and it's just monstrous amounts of candy. But I love it because it gets rid of all the candy in the house and it's all glued with the icing all to the houses and it really looks super unedible. Like it looks like it's stale and it's been sitting out there for super long. So I don't have any (laughs) motivation to try to eat any of it because it just hangs out in the kitchen on their gingerbread houses for days. And so 
It's awesome. We use up all the candy in one big go and then it's all done. And we have a big day that we're building the gingerbread houses and the kids can eat as much candy as they want and they kind of crash. And then we also have another day where the gingerbread houses are kind of done. So we take them outside because usually they make a mess and they can just break them apart and eat all the candy pieces they want off of them. And once they're done, they're done and they just get tossed in the trash and then we move about our normal life. All right. That was an aside. Sorry. But (laughs) do the things that are really fun after Christmas. All right. Number seven, create New Year's cards. You do not have to have a Christmas card. FYI, you can do New Year's cards. So that's one of my tips or tricks. My friends know that we only send out New Year's cards because I have enough stuff that I'm doing. I don't usually get my Christmas cards out. So sending out New Year's cards is great because you can send them out in that time after Christmas and it's before New Year's and you usually have a lot more time to take to do those. And then you can send it out before New Year's and it's still on time. If you get your New Year's card done and finished before Christmas, it's still on time. It's still a win. So it just gives you a longer amount of time to get it done before New Year's And it just makes it a little bit easier. It's one thing you don't have to worry about before Christmas. So New Year's cards are the win. Number eight, add reminders to your Google calendar of (laughs) day events so that they pop up at the top of your calendar. So for example, we need to bring clothes tomorrow, I think, for a play that our youngest one is in. And so I put at the very top of the calendar, I put like an all day event, bring clothes for Christmas play. And so it will pop up on my calendar at the top of my Friday schedule. So if I click on the day in your Google calendar, you click on that day, maybe if you're looking at your phone and at the very top of your schedule should have the all day events and that'll show what you need to bring for that day. So a handy tip, if you need to bring something for a Christmas party or a book exchange or a gift exchange or any of those things, put it right at the top. And maybe a day before, add a reminder to make sure you have that item. Just helpful. If you put it on your Google calendar, it will be super helpful to remember. Number nine, margin. Build in unexpected time. (laughs) Build in some margin for just the unexpected events that may occur in your Christmas time. So this helps kind of de-stress because you have a little extra space. So this is building in extra time within your week, within your weekend, not planning or stacking everything in your weekend. Like we're going to go see Christmas lights and then we're going to go do this and then we're going to go do this. Have like one thing that you're doing so that you have time You have a little bit of margin for the unexpected because I think that's what kind of throws us most out of our rhythm is when we have unexpected things that are due the next day that we suddenly have to take care of. How many times have you heard, mom, I have to wear red and green and I don't have anything. I need to go to Target right away. Or mom, I need black pants for the school play. Or mom, I need a white elephant gift for my friend's Christmas party and it's tomorrow. Or mom, I need to get a book for the book exchange. Or, oh, I forgot to bring 
this thing for the Christmas party or the teacher luncheon, right? So build in a little bit of extra margin for all those unexpected events of those things that either you remember you need to bring or pick out or things your children suddenly need and you have to kind of pivot. And so it doesn't ruin your schedule. You can kind of roll with it because you have some extra time to go to Target or to run to the dollar store or to do the things you need to do. Number 10. You're ready, right? Ready for number 10. (laughs) Number 10 is rest. So plan in rest. As I was saying, try to just be mindful of the events that you're planning. As far as Friday night, for example, we plan nothing because we are exhausted from the week. So I know my kiddos aren't going to enjoy anything that we do on Friday night. So they just need to crash. On Saturday, we plan maybe one or two events. Maybe we'll go see Christmas lights or we'll watch a fun Christmas movie or decorate the tree. Or maybe we'll put up Christmas stuff outside (laughs) because we got a lot. So maybe it's one or two events. Sunday, it's one event. And then we need to prepare for the week. We need to get to bed early. We need to pack lunches. We need to make sure we have homework done and we're ready for the week ahead because then that next week, we can take a deep breath knowing that we're ready for this and meals are prepped. It just makes the whole week so much easier. Don't feel guilty if you have too much on your plate. You can always say no to things. And also don't feel guilty if you also have a devotional or something that you have not done or an Advent series. I know that can also come into play with the idea of rest. I think it's really important to, in that idea of rest, to be preparing for Christmas and to have some time set aside to do a devotional, to do an Advent reading, to take some time to sit underneath the Christmas tree and enjoy it, those kind of things. Just listening to Christmas music and sitting by the Christmas tree can be so amazing. But also don't beat yourself up about it. So don't hold yourself to an impossible standard of, I'm going to read these three Advent books up until Advent and, oh no, I've already missed a day. I'm behind and now I have to do this other one. So just take it lightly and take it with grace and do what you can. I think that's the name of the game. I am hoping that these 10 tricks and tips will help you kind of take out some of the craziness and the stress of Christmas. Decorating early and making sure that you're organized. Know when to stop decorating and giving stuff away. Decide on gifts early and purchase them. Take care of that as early as you can. Make a list. You don't need to get gifts for everyone. Make it easy. What kind of things can you take off your plate? What kind of things can you give yourself grace about? Maybe it's meal planning, dinner, that kind of thing. Doing fun things. Ask your kids what their fun things they want to do. Doing those after Christmas. Don't feel pressure to do them before. Creating New Year's cards instead of Christmas cards. Giving yourself some extra, a few extra days and a longer runway to take care of things. Adding reminders to your Google Calendar as all day events. So that they pop up at the top of your calendar and you're able to remember to bring things, giving yourself 
a little bit of margin, building in that time for the unexpected and plan in rest. I hope these have helped you and that they're able to just give you a little extra step up as you celebrate Christmas this year. And really, I want to give you grace and that you can celebrate Christmas any way you want. Give yourself grace to say no to things and to say yes to the important things. Give yourself grace to say, no, I don't need to do Christmas cards. We don't need to set up more stuff. We don't need to buy more stuff. We can take it easy. So it is my prayer that some of these tricks or things have just spurred on some extra creative ideas for you and that they will help make your Christmas season easier and less stressful. Thank you so much for listening. Now, remember we're doing that 300 episode celebration. We have the huge prize of personal one-on-one coaching and I would love to work with you and just walk through whatever you might need in your week. So remember the three ways that you can enter to win are by doing a review for the show, following the show, or sharing it with a friend. Do a screenshot of any of those actions and send them to contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at birdmichelle.com, B Y R D. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. And I can't wait. The time is coming up. We have less than a week. So get those submitted so that we can hang out together. Until then, have a busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com, and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me taking my courses or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. 